Hey, Giovanni. Yes. Do you want to be on top? Is the Pope Catholic? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to You Want to Be on Top, a podcast dedicated to all things America's Next Top Model, where your hosts, Charlie Jensen and I, Giovanni and Naya, we live all our favorite and cringy moments from the iconic show spanning 24 cycles. We are going straight to the catwalk and walking like it's for sale and the rent is due tonight. Join us as we cry, smize, and close the gap to claim the title of America's Next Top Model. So we leave you with this. Do you want to be on top? (laughs) Yes. Welcome back to the original You Want to Be on Top, an episode-by-episode retrospective of America's Next Top Model. I'm your co-host, Charlie Jensen, and I'm joined, as always, by my extremely famous co-host, Dr. Giovanni Anaya of the ANTM Institute International. Hello, everyone. We are ready for class because there's going to be some educational moments this episode. School me, doctor. I need learning. (laughs) We also have an extremely special guest with us today. I'm going to call her our very first certified top topper. Would you please introduce yourself to the panel and tell us how you discovered Top Model and who some of your favorite models and cycles are? Of course. My name is Jenna. I'm also privileged to be Giovanni's roommate. Um, and I would like to say that if Giovanni is the doctor of the school of ANTM, I most certainly pride myself as being the nurse because I have been a true fan since the show aired on UPN. I have been watching, I watched this, this season in real time when I was in like seventh grade and I continue to watch it. I would say that obviously my favorite is Joanna. I was obsessed with her haircut and really struggled with the idea of cutting my hair like that in college. Like many years later, I like carried around a picture of Joanna and was like, do I need this haircut? I never got the haircut and I'm really glad about that, but. Fashion rooster. Yeah, <laughs> fashion rooster. I loved it. I was like, this is like so cool. It's so fierce, but I, I don't really feel like my bone structure completely supports that cut. Your bone structure supports a long Italian weaves. Yeah, a lot. we'll get into it later. <laughs> and my bone structure supports nudity and long Italian weaves. Weaves. <laughs> Uh, obviously I also love, um, I think that like one of the best seasons ever was Danielle and Jody. Danielle, right? Isn't that her name? And Joni? Yeah. Joni, Joni. I love that. and Joni. Everyone loves, everyone loves Cycle 6. It's like a fan favorite. Stiff competition. Mm -hmm. Um, Candice, or Cara D and Melrose, obviously. And then I think one of the biggest slights was Jenna. I mean, obviously that woman knows how to take a photo. You couldn't even live with Giovanni if you didn't feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) Knew how to take a photo. I don't understand their issue with personality. Ugh. Because she wasn't bubbly. Because she wasn't fake. Oh, who cares? All right. Well, let's get down to business and work through today's episode. We have skipped Cycle 2's clip episode because they are what? Trash. So today we are talking Cycle 2, Episode 10. This episode opens up with Joanna basically getting ready in the morning and letting us know that whoever said modeling was easy lied because it isn't. Um, We see her putting on these weird boots to like take on the day and then Tyra Mail. arrives full of Italian words and says, find out what these words mean at some hour. And <laughs> is, it in milita- is it in military time since they're in Europe? What is time? <laughs> Time's an invention. She doesn't exist. And then uh, they meet Stephen Fairchild, who I didn't know who that was at his Milan showroom. Thank you for telling me how to properly pronounce Milan Tiber Banks. And Stephen <laughs> provides their teach for the week. Uh, he talks about sensuality of fashion and he highlight, he talks about how it's important to highlight your assets, but also hide your flaws. Then part of his teach slash challenge, he tells the girls to select an outfit from his showroom that they think is sexy. Then Steven evaluates their, I guess you'd call them choices. April hides everything under a raincoat, but then busts out a spangly tank top with possibly two nipple accents. It was hard to tell. Shandy wears pants that are far too large 
and a simple tank. Mercedes wore a very weird length skirt that made her look short and Stephen tells her to elongate. Yoada had a nice outfit on and Stephen told her to take off the jacket and turn around. And then everything changes. The music turns into almost symphonic orchestra of death and <laughs> we slowly focus in on her back rolls as if a violent murder had happened, as if someone died, as if someone brought in like a cat has been hit by a moped. And it, it is just like this horrific vision of of Yomana's back rolls, which I I can't even blame her for having because she's wearing low rider trousers that yeah. probably don't fit what right. It, it was the era. Yeah. You know? and, and also it's like it's a slow pan and then they zoom in on oh. the back rolls. The music was bad too. The editing. I mean the these produ the editors were really going for some shit. Insert clip of Alyssa Edwards. <laughs> back rolls. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. The original back rolls. Yeah, the original. Steven tells Shani that she picked pants that were too large, but Steven, you made these pants. Yep, you did that to her. <laughs> yeah. He gives them their challenge for the next day, and they are going to go shopping at the flea market with only 200 euros. So who knows what that even gets you back then in 2004 in Milan. I'm sure it gets you a lot more than it does at the Melrose vintage flea market <laughs> and they have to select an outfit that represents italian sensuality steven says this word like 500 times in this episode it is just like his favorite word to say he just loves saying italian sensuality and they had to dress themselves giving given the considerations that he gave them on their feedback and the winner gets a sweet treat at steven's villa where we don't know where he lives yet and then there's a hard cut to yuana's libido just calling the boys up and it's like hey we're here we're new can you show us around can you show us a good time so that she can get some smooshes on. Hey, can you show me around my body? Mercedes also says she's very horny. She is just pent up with energy. And then we get um, a little clip of the girls just slapping their Ikea rug on their doorstep of their Milan apartment and lighting some like 30 cent tea lights. Basically huge Cinderella energy going on. Because these girls want an invitation to the balls, okay? And nothing says romance than 99 cent store <laughs> uh, tea lights. <laughs> when I, my man knows when I light those, stuff is going down. Sensuality. <laughs> There is a cut to uh, a very conspicuous shot of Shandy's boyfriend, Eric, in a frame. It's sepia-toned, and we get to see the shot a few times in the episode. It looks like a 1950s portrait. It's just like, here we are. To me, it looks like maybe it's a 1950s portrait, but of someone and their closeted aunt at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like rocking an Argyle sweater. She just got that fresh perm, but only on her front bang. <laughs> it's, it, it gives you Mad Men, but it's giving me Mad Men, but less. And it's just giving me full Les Men. <laughs> I totally respect and honor your opinion of that, but I can see nothing but Ellen DeGeneres 1990s sitcom hush puppy loafer khaki realness. <laughs> and guess what? You know what? I love all the lesbian ants out there. You know, I hope I hope that my child one day can have a lesbian aunt, you know, but they'll have a gay uncle. <laughs> oh, obviously. I feel like all they're going to have is gay uncles. They're going to be confused about me. <laughs> so after this beautiful photo is shown, the men begin to arrive. They've brought lasagna. They've brought wine. They are there to feed those girls. Yes. Feed them all the Italian meats. Assorted Italian meats have arrived. But hopefully... No cheese. Oof, nobody wants that. Then they're done <laughs> They take time to show that Yoana is really starting to connect with the guy. And I love that they really show that he's wearing a very cool for the time uh, choker necklace with some kind of puka shell fish. Is it bone? Is it is it ivory? I can't really tell. But his name was Niccolo and he was, he was cute in a... In a young Italian way. Yoana decides to kind of turn things up a notch by inviting him <laughs> back into her shared twin bedroom and starts playing an MP3 player. Yoana's like, do you like sweet tunes? <laughs> <laughs> um, but really she wants him to meet her cat. And I mean, 
her puss. Yes. <laughs> her, pers- her puss wants to be pet. <laughs> Did I say it? It was the tea lights. It was the tea lights. It got things too crazy. Um, so like quickly after her sitting on the bed and showing him her MP3 collection and him kind of biting her hand in foreplay, the next thing we see is their body smushed against the smoke smoked glass door, very clearly making out in um like a very seventh grade kind of like DH energy. If you don't know what DH is, come on, people, it's dry humping. Um, you want to definitely <laughs> getting hers. Don't hate it till you try I was it. like, Desteration Hardware? I, yeah, I, I wasn't getting the DH part for a second there. It could be Desteration Hardware. Is this like, like um, Princess Diaries where her foot pops when it's real? What? Okay, no one got that joke. Fuck this. <laughs> Has no one seen the Princess Diaries? Which like, I want my first yeah, kiss. Yeah, I know, but she's just. Does something pop? Some a boner. <laughs> she's getting smashed, smashed against a smoke glass screen door. You know, don't we, feel, all, don't um, we all want that? She's feeling that hard salami grind right where it comes. Oh, she was. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely brought the meat. Um, and in, in, so much so that she proceeds to say after we see this clip of them being smashed against the door that. He has wonderful assets in the bank as well as behind. He must have. What is? How much money does a Vespa driving man have? Well, I think that she reached into his back pocket, pulled out his wallet, and that's why she said that. I don't know. Yeah. If you're able to afford such a fine puka shell necklace, I don't know what you do for a living. <laughs> the, height, the height of couture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a black string. Well, not to be outdone, Shandy announces that it's time to get in the hot tub. And she has selected a man to flirt with from the comfort of his lap. Shandy starts getting wet, and I don't just mean her hair. Though her hair was very wet. (laughs) April, uh, we see, is hiding out in the hallway, but ultimately she decides to get in the hot tub. I think she's the only one who could see where this night was heading, and it was nowhere good. Um, Because she has a boyfriend. Yeah, April has a boyfriend. (laughs) As we know, Shandy has a lesbian aunt to, with whom she's very close. <laughs> she's very close with her lesbian aunt. Not related. Aunt through marriage. Aunt through marriage. Let's just yeah. put it out there. They're just roommates. <laughs> Later, Shandy and her man end up in bed, which we see for like a hot second. And then the next thing we know, the guys are leaving. All the other girls are saying goodbye, except for Shandy, who is saying goodbye to happiness. Uh, she is a wet rat wearing some dry clothes, hanging over the side of the bed, just sobbing, sobbing her eyes out. And then we get a hard cut to the Christmas lesbian aunt photo <laughs> on the nightstand. Sepia, sepia tone. <laughs> right, right. Uh, just, just to remind us that her lesbian aunt is thinking of her this very minute and loving her from far away. Um, so then the girls come in and they all comfort Shandy, uh, who says, I want to die. I mean, who wouldn't after that? But like, if if you look at the men leaving, they're like in shambles. Like one of them has like their shirt unbuttoned and just the blazer thrown over. Like, what time was this? Like three a.m. Like, I want to know what this time, what the time lapse was, because I'm intrigued. Because why just not spend the night? Yeah, like how long did they last? Obviously not that long. I'm 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 really conflicted on how long. But what is this sex though? Is it just like a blowjob? Is it penetration? What we'll Joe? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an odd. Some people consider sex to be in different volumes (laughs) hard cut to the next morning the girls are just moving along they're going to the flea market in in downtown downtown milan the girls shop and except for shandy who wanders around like a restless spirit who hasn't realized that she's died my favorite part is that she also starts speaking english with an exaggerated put on italian accent hoping that that will somehow help these italian salesmen working at the shop uh, be able to understand her language, like as if she's speaking a spa- speaking Italian. Mm-hmm. Like I need the larger pants. Like th- that it, that is not another <laughs> language, my my love. <laughs> um, well, aside from Shandy, the other girls know exactly what they're doing. They understood the assignment. Maybe <laughs> we'll see shortly. After- <laughs> After shopping, we see the girls and they're they're headed out of the flea market and Joanna gracefully and eloquently lets us know that they're going to a place called Lake Como. Just a place called Lake Como. Who? I'd never heard Which, of it. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, which is where Steven's Villa is located. And they're having a great time. They're talking about the shopping trip and Mercedes then uh, shares that she too, like Shandy, has learned how to speak <laughs> Italian and and lets us know that she tried to find stretchy pantalones. <laughs> Again, very confusing why just speaking with an accent somehow makes you bilingual. Uh, the, it makes you lingual in some fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Shandy definitely got lingual. <laughs> Shandy got educated last she night. Teach, yeah, she got some... I was going to say deep education, but we don't need to go there. All right. She got lingual. All right. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, lingual in a language her, le- her lesbian aunt just doesn't understand. <laughs> she needs Rosetta Stone. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Someone wow. called Napoleon. <laughs> uh, okay. So thinking about the the linguistics she experimented with last night we just see shandy curled up in the back seat and you know everyone's eating chips and having a, a fun old time and she looks like a forgotten fallen leaf contemplating whether she should live or die it's it's quite dark um this is where we need the like pant death back fat music that we heard <laughs> yeah. from yo yeah it's like this is the moment instead we get it for her back rolls that when like shandy has literally ruined her relationship with her loving aunt. Actually, it's like it's like the the first three girls are like they're like Miley Cyrus party in the USA video, and then it cuts to Shandy, and it's like, "Hello, darkness, my old friend." One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Finally, they make it to Stephen's beautiful estate, and he gives them what is somewhat of a welcome to my crib tour. It's beautiful. The views are stunning. And he lets them know that the winner of the challenge will get to sleep in a beautiful bedroom that has the most expansive, gorgeous views of the lake, while the losers get to be flowers in Stephen's attic and sleep in what literally looks like the convent quarters for like (laughs) children who have sinned. I want to say that the view from the winner's room has more roles than Yoada's back. Oh, wow. Girl. Don't even go there. Those pants did not fit her right, okay? I know, I know. know. Steven is to blame. Agree. Steven's like, Steven's like, these roles look familiar. (laughs) So the girls uh, throw on their outfits from the flea market and do a little walk-off for Steven. April and Yoana kind of inexplicably wear tiny fur muffs around their necks for... (laughs) reasons um april's utility pleated mini and big white boots won her no compliments but she would have fit in very well at the um Folsom street fair utility kilt convention that she obviously yeah, missed out on going to it, it was questionable it yeah. was definitely questionable Joanna looked very grandmother of the bride in her ensemble which was like <laughs> something that was like guaranteed not to show even a whisper of skin <laughs> yeah she was wearing body. like like shades of beige she's like <laughs> no rolls on me <laughs> Mercedes wore a beige leather jacket and long pants so she was more like second cousin of the bride she wasn't quite at Joanna's level she was seated further back and then Shandy wears a black asymmetrical skirt and black jacket which she effortlessly slides off her arms as she walks for Stephen. It's a moment. An, icon- an iconic fashion moment. Cut to dinner and we are joined by Stephen's good Italian friends. His words, not mine. And Shandy, and you want to get to sit at the adult table and Mercedes and April are banished to the <laughs> <laughs> proper child table. Um, it's a very Oliver and Twist energy. There are insects attacking them because the windows are open. But like, why wouldn't you have windows open? You're in Lake Como. Maybe because there are bugs. Well, yeah, true. It's like fucking nature. <laughs> it's like summer probably. It's fucking cicadas. Joanna is living her best life. She is thriving with these fashion people. Shandy's just like a shell of a woman. She's just hollowed out. She's just thinking of her of her sinister aunt back at home. <laughs> her spinster aunt. <laughs> Sinister sounds good, too. (laughs) She's not a sinister lesbian. Then some more Tyra mail. Shows up again, and it lets the girls know that you've got to know each other very well. Tomorrow, you will know each other even better. The next day at the shoot, we meet Jay Manuel at the house, and he is wearing a long sleeve t-shirt, some weird bondage pants. They're like cargo bondage pants with 
silver metallic combat boot. But the topper for me is that he's wearing leather gloves for no reason. I guess just serving OJ realness, <laughs> which is questionable. But I it, think him it, and April got lost going to full yeah. sun. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. It's very confusing. Jay lets the girls know that there are two photographers there that day. The first is Alex Martinego and Almacare Incalza. Oh boy. That was really good. Need... <laughs> you did great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I need the pantalones larger. <laughs> <laughs> I need that Rosetta Stone. Shandy's going to send her aunt. <laughs> Nolan Marin is also there, and he is going to be providing his styling eye. They get super long Italian straight weaves, which Jay says is, you know, kind of the sign of Italian women, which I've never met an Italian woman with long straight hair. Joanna observes, I thought we'd be getting accessories, but our only accessories are dot, dot, dot hair. Jay says that this inspiration came because high-end brands like Dolce Gabbana and Versace use women in sexual poses. And he wants this to be like a real Italian fashion magazine naked in a pair of pumps with hair. I'm not mad at it, but there could have been more. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, April is into it, and she and Mercedes cannot wait to inspire lesbian fan fiction among the heterosexual male fans of America's Next Top Model, <laughs> who certainly exist. I love that when we see April and Mercedes practicing for their photo shoot together, we just see them doing what seems to be trust falls <laughs> and kind of just holding hands, leaning back, like, oh, nothing says sexy. Like, let's hold each other's hands and, and see how much we can trust each other. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, no one would want to do that with Shandy in, in this uh, challenge. Do you trust me, Mercedes? Nole said Shandy looked like a boiled chicken in a fish tank, which I don't know where he got that because when has that happened? He's like referring to her the last time he saw her in the fish tank episode. But yeah, why would anyone be? Why would anyone be throwing a boiled chicken in a fish tank? But he also saw her in the sunglass photo shoot last week and was like, wow, Shandy has arrived. She is everything. And now he's like boiled chicken. So don't trust Nole. (laughs) <laughs> He'll talk about you behind your back. Uh, meanwhile, Ioana was still thriving, molding her body into Shandy's like it was a mask for her flaws, which was but the what assignment. body does Shandy have to even mold against? With? I know. I mean, Ioana is like, I know origami, bitch. Here's what I can do. <laughs> um, meanwhile, April overdirects the shoot with Mercedes, being like, What if you tilted your head three degrees to the left and looked west while I. Pinch, pinch your nipple um yeah so she's just like and jay's like why am i even here like no one needs me <laughs> april is doing my job but i'm taking the paycheck goodbye i will say though as we're watching the photo shoots transpire when we get cuts of april and mercedes i feel like i'm watching a porno it is just like glossy they're like glistening they're like getting lit in the right way like it, i felt like i was watching a lesbian porn like it was just going to be like three seconds until we saw piss flaps <laughs> oh my god did we not okay so we talked about this wow. recently that is not a term that can be used that nobody uses that term <laughs> nobody wow. wow oh my god i i'm sorry i have to retire from this podcast immediately <laughs> And nobody uses that again. term. Um, I was gonna say that the shoot was very <laughs> Skinamax, aka Cinemax After Dark, Sorry. when you would see the soft core, high budget near porn. Photo shoots over. The girls are back in their passenger van back to Milan. They meet Tyra for a late night cappuccino. I'm not quite sure why would they be having cappuccinos so late at night. Like it's like. Obviously, something's going to be going on tomorrow, so why do you want to be up all night? Maybe these are decaf. You think Shandy would have learned her lesson about staying up late? I know. I would have gone straight home and just stared at that sepia photo. April confirms that the tension that the judges see at panel is just sexual tension because she wants to ride the barker hard. She wants to take the barker for a walk. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about being wet. (laughs) Oh my God. And then we get a a little heart to heart between Shandy and Tyra. And Shandy asks Tyra, has she ever been a two timing slut? And Tyra's like, of course not, but people have two times slut me before. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you're like them, Shandy. (laughs) And if she has any advice, slut to slut. And Tyra's like, what happened? Did your boyfriend cheat on you? 
And Shannon's like, no. And Tyra's like, you cheated on him? And Shannon's like, yes. <laughs> and Tyra's like, we all make mistakes. Eric loves you, even though he called you a stupid bitch. <laughs> Shandy, She's like, that's normal. That's so normal. He loves you. Shandy, we're all stupid bitches sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we all fuck over people we love, Shandy. It's okay. <laughs> I guess. April says she has been trying to de-businessfy herself because she is just tired of just being numbers and computer chip all over. And Mercedes says that she learned a valuable lesson. She learned how to model. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. On top model? <laughs> Never. Question questionable. Well, debatable. Yes, yes true. <laughs> true. The girls don't know that yet, though. It's too early. <laughs> then we get cut to Mother Fashion, Yoana, who's like, I feel at home. I'm, I feel at home in Milan. I feel home in fashion. So she's excited. She likes Milan. Who wouldn't? Uh, Tyra then lets the girls know that elimination is going to be tomorrow. So when the girls get home, Shandy goes ahead and talks to Eric. And he lets her know, you know what? Don't let this take your head out of the game. Try to win the competition. I'm mad, but don't give up, which to me is the words of a true, true, loving lesbian aunt. Like, <laughs> just fully so understanding and compassionate. And, you know, I, I it's a keeper. Then we go ahead and cut to panel. Stephen Fairchild is the guest judge, and the panel announces that there is a challenge to cut up and embellish a blue t-shirt as if they were going to wear it to a wicked party. Shandy goes ahead and does a one-shoulder moment. Joanna does a simple classic kind of look, and what identifies this as being simple classic is she at, like ties a weird black bow on it and honestly looks very Deb 1999. <laughs> wow. Yes, I went there. <laughs> I, I owned a square toed like Mary Jane in the color of okra from Deb and I'll never forget it. It was definitely serving that kind a of moment. Uh, it was serving that kind of moment. Um, and this bow is on kind of a straight jacket. It wins absolutely no praise for Ioana, even even though it has a bow. April does a deconstructed pretty woman mini dress in and has a, has some underwear hanging out that gets Nigel's immediate attention. Yeah. And Mercedes Mercedes goes very cold shoulder in a top and everyone congratulates her for having such fashion sense. It looks fine. But it wasn't even cold shoulder. It was cold arm. Her entire fucking arm were out. Yeah, it was like, just like the wrists were still slit. connected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, good for her though, because she was able to cut like that. Sometimes your wrists get cold, but, but your arms are hot. It's very perfect. Practical. Solution. Yeah. So then the judges review the photos. Yoana and Shandy had a great shot. Yoana was serving face. Shandy was giving legs, more legs than a bucket of chicken. But Shandy's face was a little stiff while Yoana like had this like post-orgasm calm, serene look on her face. It's it's pretty pretty great it's kind of what the assignment was mercedes and april looked like sisters according to nigel and then literally nigel can't stop talking about their sex appeal in that moment like 45 times during panel i wonder if it's because april looks very much like nigel barker's wife like could be a cousin okay but would that be cheating fair ask, Shan <laughs> ask shandy she looks just like you <laughs> okay mystique <laughs> wow it's our favorite segment elimination we have roll call yoana the face house is called first shandy legs cheats a lot is called second <laughs> wow and then the bottom two obviously if we can do math are mercedes and april and again mercedes finds herself in the bottom two again commercial reasons but apparently today she looks like a high fashion model according to the panel and then tyra calls mercedes as the winner and April then combusts and shatters into a million computer chips and she is just breaking down. She's like, she's not computing. She is like, there's like not smoke. Compute. Yeah, there's like <laughs> smoking. The, the gears have like just snapped and the time belt is on another planet. She is just so lost. She sobs, she cries, we get the confessional. And you know what? She kind of said something that like kind of turned me off for a moment. And she's like, I always win everything. I wasn't expecting this. Well, <laughs> you didn't win this time. It's a little narcissistic, I feel like. You always yeah. win everything. I think April's from a world where uh, it's very much like if you do this, you get this. Yes. It's like very outcome forward. It's True. not like the creative industry where it doesn't matter what you do. It's all kind of up to, to the lowercase gods 
you know? And so I think that's probably, I, I don't blame her for saying that because I kind of get it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think she's saying like, I followed the instructions every time and I thought mm -hmm. about everything a lot. And so I, I assumed I would win if I did that. Exactly. I totally agree. So Joe, you're wrong. No, <laughs> it's okay for you not to like her. It's okay. You're valid, Dr. Anaya. Your diagnosis. <laughs> um, let's move into judging the judges. I'll see you in court. Are we going to address the elephant in the room? I mean, I mean Nigel Barker's penis? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Barker being so fucking horny. Literally, I'm pretty sure there are. he is just oozing pre-cum at panel. <laughs> Wow. I, mean... I said it. Put a little salt on that cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Janice is obsessed with Mercedes and she's obsessed with the fact that she can't see Joanna's back rolls in this photo today. <laughs> Meanwhile, Eric is sitting on the table, a literal bowl of oatmeal. I offering love Eric. Nothing. Leave him Don't. alone. Don't. I mean, he's healthy. He's heart healthy. Eh. <laughs> he's just boring. He, he brings nothing to me. And I like oatmeal. Okay. okay. <laughs> Calling him oatmeal is offensive to oatmeal. <laughs> okay. I, I, I agree. Steven stands up for Shandy and has says that she has tons of potential but needs to grow into herself because something already did. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Wow. Oh, not wrong though. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, let's talk about let's talk about this week's film. Wow. We only have two photos. I am just instantly drawn to Shandy and Joanna's. It looks like a high fashion editorial without the fashion. It's just high. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like. Um, but it's a shame that they cropped the photos. I think if you're gonna go and do a nude shoot, I don't see why last cycle you could sh shoot full nude like you saw like Adrian holding a diamond off her nipple. So I mm -hmm. feel like I wanted to see the full length of this because where are Shandy's legs that were that are apparently being talked yeah. about? I, I mean, I wonder if muffs weren't out and that's why they didn't show. I will say Joanna's face looks exquisite. I think this is the haircut she should have been given. I don't like the rooster mohawk. I mean, the, uh, just like, if you look at her profile, it is like a fucking like sculpture. Like the nose is pointed, the lips are parted, the fucking jawline could fucking cut a diamond. I mean, it's, I'm obsessed. I also, I like Shandy's pose though, cause Shandy looks like she's kind of embracing Joanna, but her hands look like Jack Skellington a little bit. I was, I was gonna say, can we please talk about her witch hands? Oh my god, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a little, it's a little like bony for me. But I still like the photo. I think they they have great chemistry. Like Shaney's inhaling the essence of Joanna. She's like smelling her like, hair like a serial killer. Yeah, and then Joanna's mm -hmm. like trying to get away. <laughs> let her essence be known. April and Mercedes photos looks like a campaign from Abercrombie and Fitch, a la. Bruce Weber, like gay renaissance. Like if you were lesbian, you were into it. And then if you were a gay man, you loved when they were shirtless. This doesn't give me anything though. It just looks like here we are. It, it, you know, it looks like Pompeii. It's <sighs> like two women just, two lesbian lovers just got destroyed by the volcanic eruption of Pompeii. And this is how they were frozen in time. I have a problem with April and Mercedes photo. I don't, I'm, I would be interested in to see the other film because this is a terrible angle for April, first of all. Yeah, no I mean, neck. we're shooting under her chin, which is so rough. I'm like, <laughs> if that camera had been raised a little bit, what would this have looked like? And also, it's almost it's incomparable to me with the Shandy and Joanna photo because it's lit completely different. Yeah. Like it's a completely different medium that they're like, they have trees and it's all moody and dark and, and they're kind of in shadow where Shandy and Joanna are like super exposed, super crystal clear. You see like all these definition in them and everything is like super soft and shadowed in April and Mercedes. So I, I kind of feel it's a little bit unfair. I don't know. That's just me though. I, I think it's, I think it's, I think April and Mercedes got the bad photography side of their photos. Yeah, too. it looks, it doesn't look as well executed and Shandy and Yuana and not necessarily on the fault of the models. Like April looks like beans from even Stevens. Like the little like annoying the, neighbor. Yeah, that is a harsh angle. I mean, <laughs> yeah. no, no person, let alone a woman wants to be shot like under her chin. Yeah, I think Mercedes is really thriving in that shot, though, the way that she like the light is hitting her profile just right. Um, we're getting lots of jawline. Her hair looks great. Um, she does have the a calm serene look. Lips be stung like you wouldn't <laughs> believe. 
Uh, and April is literally in her shadow. So that's also like not a great choice for April. But there is a tenderness in the photo that I really like. I don't think that it's sexy. It, it feels very, it feels more loving to me than sexy. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, like Shandy and Yoana look like two straight women who have had too much rosé and have decided that they want to experiment, but they don't know what they're doing. Um, that's that's what I get from that. I you can totally tickle my agree. piss lap, I'll tickle yours. <laughs> no. that, that word is not happening. We are going to get canceled. Nobody says that word. I Andrew, do. he's trying, he keeps trying to make piss flap happen. <laughs> okay let's go back to well let's uh let's um hit one smize to live okay charlie who would you call first oh gosh um you know i i think i would have called yoana jenna obviously yoana i love yoana we, we have Always. a holy trinity of yoana being called yeah. first and, I mean, it's just the face and the body and the hair. It look, it just went really well together. She did the assignment. Yeah. Who would we send home? Based off the photos. You know what? Based off the photos and, and kind of the lessons this week, I agree with April. Mercedes was really like listening and learning and absorbing and her photos are looking better. April is kind of like afraid to break the syllabus a little bit. Like you can see that like... It, it's not she's trying to follow rules but not really put her spin on it so i, I think it was april's time early well look i love april um i also want to acknowledge that this is such a critical <laughs> moment in this cycle because any like any other combination of finalists i think would have been really compelling like i think i would have loved to see a shandy okay who would you send home charlie no i'm just like well it's <laughs> at this point it's also like like the whole the fate of the entire cycle rests on this elimination because there are four very strong competitors mm -hmm. and I don't want to send April home because I love her and I want to imagine that she made it to the top with Shandy and that was the motherfucking walk-off but um I agree April that would it... never have walked with Shandy Joanna would not have gone home the face I mean Joanna was almost eliminated two episodes ago she's in the bottom and don't forget that we saw so you're not gonna send April home even though she was the worst I, I don't think, first of all, I don't think that this was their best shot. I think this was, this was the shot they chose so they could send April home. That's what I'm going to say. Conspiracy. I got my tin hat on. I agree okay. with that. It's a terrible shot of April. It's, yes, I agree. Maybe because they who were who would like, you send home? I would I send mean, April. I, she overdirected. Bye. I could. No, Ch Charlie, who would you I, send home? I mean, I, I, I feel like Mercedes was not thriving. In, in the competition up to this point, I think like the last week she was almost eliminated rightfully so um her shot in the coliseum was not great she constantly does look very commercial and they keep saying that they want a high fashion model even though they're putting them in fucking rolitos commercials so whatever that means but at the so like a april i think has the potential to be high fashion we've seen really great posing from her yeah had had april gone to top three and then shandy went home and then at the top two was was yoana and april i think it would have been a much more intense finale mm -hmm. than Joanna versus Mercedes. I agree. I agree with that. I think I have that a big April... problem with your with your logic today, Charlie. I, I know think you're just giving all the excuses not to send April home. I I mean, Mer Mercedes listened during the teach. She came knocking it out at panel. What does April Jen try to do to change herself? Nothing. Um, Mercedes did not nail the challenge. She didn't nail the challenge, but she at least she brought it to panel, which is where a lot of this time. Listen, it, it, I don't know important. what they saw, but she cut the shoulders out of a top. That does not warrant her staying. <laughs> okay, April, and April made April a fucking. Do? She made a cut fucking a, dress. Cut the shirt in half, and then paper, fucking. What are those things called that when you put stuff together? Safety pins. Safety pins together. Yeah, no, thank you. She, she literally did nothing. No, April made a and whole she, fucking. And she outfit. did not try to change her her outlook on this competition at all. I, Okay, I mean, you can be wrong. I'm not here to change you. Um, I think that April did a lot more work in that panel challenge. I think that she had a much stronger point of view on how she was styling that outfit. They told her she was going to a party. Mercedes looks like she's she's going to um, the bake sale at church. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're done here. I agree with you, Charlie. I with do. you with Yoana, they're gonna go together. No, I disagree there because I love Yoana. <laughs> okay. She serves the face. I, I mean in that either. outfit, that outfit that Yoana made. Okay. Under the fair. Okay. Well, here's the drama. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Here's one smile to live.
We've made it to my favorite segment, Once Mice to Live. Let's round up the drama. Uh, I think that we can all unanimously agree that this episode, drama, everything about this episode is really about the Shanthrax situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about Shandy and Eric, her aunt, AKA her boyfriend back at home. So after dinner at Stephen Fairchild's where, you know, it's very clear that Shandy is removed and focused on what had happened the night before, she decides to plug in her headset to that Nokia that production handed her and call her boyfriend and tell him what happened. Uh, she is wearing her Shanthrex t-shirt, which I just find really funny that she's about to like lay it down and she's kind of like letting us all know. Um, at first, Eric is super happy to hear from her, but then, you know, he can immediately tell something's wrong with Shandy's voice. And so begins the opera that is this drama. It begins with a cascading amount of like, please tell me, what, what did you do? Come on. And then finally, three words that I think defined this show and a generation. You had sex? <laughs> I mean, what is Top Model without sex? <laughs> what is Top Model without this episode, yes. this phone I mean, call? Yeah. For the next two minutes, all we hear is, is this, this man with a beautiful curl haircut that we know from the sepia-toned photo just screw so i love that we've already seen the photo i just want to make a note like several times leading yeah. up to this phone call so we get a full visual of this grown adult man just sobbing and screaming oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god you've changed you're not shandy were you that lonely how can i hug you now did you think about how you wanted to be with me forever and then he lets her know you stupid bitch what were you thinking i'm hanging up now and the line goes dead the minutes ended. <laughs> I mean, this is, I, I mean, to me, when I think of Top Model, this is like one of the first things I think about. It's an unforgettable moment. And I think for me, the reason it's unforgettable is Eric's reaction is so like relatable. Oh. And, and he takes us on a journey in this phone call, right? All the way from, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, to like, you're someone I don't know, to you stupid bitch. Like, it's just, he's running the gamut. He's like oh going through God. all the stages of grief in this kind I was just going to say that 100%. It is like a tutorial in human psyche. <laughs> he, he is literally in Dante's Inferno right now. Oh my God. He's in all the levels. He's, he is just going up and down through them in a vortex and doesn't know where to stop. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really unforgettable. And I also, I think it's really important to note that like, it's very easy for men in the show to be trash. I, I think it's so common, in fact, that we have low expectations of them. And Eric, the next day, as we discussed, has that beautiful phone call with her where he's like, I'm mad at you, but don't, don't give up, like win this competition. And so even at that moment, he's like thinking about what's best for her and totally and, and trying to get her emotionally to a place where she can stay in the game. He was smart because he probably knew that if he broke up with her, she would just be like done and quit and go home. But what, why does he care? Yeah, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Is that he cares? No, but he doesn't want her to do that. He really yeah. cares about well, her. I know, and I, I know. do, I agree with you. I commend him. Which is why he didn't break up with her, which is why he was like, I love you and let's work through this because I want you to win that contract, which is what he literally tells her. Yeah. like, get that contract. Don't come home without a contract. Money, please. Well, why don't we talk about, uh, this is a very seamless transition to this week's ANTM contribution to pop culture. I mean, you had sex. Yeah, I mean, it's never happened that we've had, well, once before <laughs> we had an entirely unanimous pop culture contribution. And again, we've done it with you had sex. You had sex? <laughs> <laughs> You have to put the inflection I in mean, there. I know. That is the icon. It's not like, oh, you had sex. You had sex. Wait, you stupid let me see if I can get, let me see if, let me see if I can if I can get my my voice that octave that Eric was at. You had sex? Yes. Ooh, that's go. good. That was it. Yes, Wait, that was Charlie. It. That was it. Charlie, I need to hear it. You had sex. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a weird like kind of 1982 like song like you had sex and there's like like the like, like a Prince. keyboard in the back. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> And you're just like, shoop, 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 in the background. Uh, we did something special here. <laughs> well, let's move into cringe of the week. Ew, gross. For me, it wasn't that you had sex. For me, really, the cringe was the really dramatic moment where we see Joanna's back rolls yeah. and the music change and, and all the drama about that. And then later on, 
uh, Janice talking about how she's just always got rolls sticking out of her back. And I just feel like that is just so cringy. Like, that is the drama of the show, please. Yeah. Agreed. I know. And I, and I feel for Ioana, obviously, as a, as a big boy, that I think roles are, I think, the thing that I think people who are heavier set are the most self-conscious about because it's something that you get, like, you can't help because it's like, obviously, your jeans can go over the roles. But also, <laughs> so, and, yeah, well, and like we mentioned, this was low-rise jean era. Yeah. And it's like, she probably had no other option in that store to wear something that would have been flattering for yeah. her body. So she could have, like, worked with what she had. So oh I feel like God. it was almost like a trap. Yeah, well, and like she's also a size two. She's a size I two. Know. I know it's crazy. She's I don't I I don't know where the roles come from. It's just, it just comes from weird. every. It comes from being a woman and being wearing a pair of pants that aren't cut right. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Fairchild, wherever <laughs> yeah, you are honestly, now, honestly, literally, in some even, place called Lake Como at Century Twenty One Department Store. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, and and I feel like as of late, the the topic of her body has been like on the forefront like Tyra Elastic was like girl you gotta, you gotta learn how to hide the body like it's it's not it's not cute um essentially but my cringe is and I think we even established this in the very first episode yeah. or second episode yeah. Nigel just being hard uh, like the barker is barking it's oozing it's foaming at the mouth um Oliver for April's booty and even Tyra was like you just want that booty and he's like yeah yeah nigel's definitely like april you be shandy i'll be some italian guy yeah it's gross it's really gross and i think like there's there's a moment in the panel deliberation where uh tyra says something like you just like that ass and he's like yeah i do and it's so fucking disgusting it's like no self-awareness about his like the power dynamic that's at work in this competition as a photographer the, even that, that too like they're colleagues in an industry mm -hmm. there's an age gap that's also very you know concerning you can oh, Nigel you can compliment someone and say that they're attractive without making it sound like you want to slice them down the middle with your salami dick yeah his Italian meat <laughs> he wants he wants to just he wants to uh, he wants to flick those piss flaps oh. <laughs> Joe funny no no you're, you're grounded Dr. and I'm just saying no <laughs> Okay. Well, now that that's over, I also wanted to say, like, I did not bring an additional cringe this week because I agreed with both of you that these are both the two cringiest. I think can they just equal, can they just equally be the cringe of the week? I think we can decide that this is our podcast. You know, this is our kingdom. I think back rolls are not fun. Um, we shouldn't talk about them, um, and neither should horny photographers be allowed to make comments like that about women in the industry. How about how about the cringe is um, objectifying women in harmful ways? Fair. Okay. Fair. Okay. See, there's there's your contribution to the cringe. Yay. <laughs> Charlie, where is April now? Where has she been? What is she, ha, did she put the computer chips back together? Is she what, what, is she a Mac or is she like running on Windows 10? In three, two, one. Breaking news. Well, I mean, she's been she's been on my mind a lot since this cycle aired. But after the show, she signed to New York Models Management. And then race models and Wilhelmina models in New York. Ooh, okay. She got she got some good ones in there. She, she got Wilhelmina. Up, yeah. Mm -hmm. She signed uh, also to Stars People Limited in Hong Kong. So she was what international. April has also done tons of print work, and I mean tons of print work for stuff. You know, some for some odd reason the girls just love going to the men's magazines. They like stumble and they can't get into the fashion stuff really quickly, but they they go straight to men. But you know, with April's body, it makes sense. She appeared in the glossy pages of TD Inc. Mommy, something called Cover Radar. I, I feel like I've heard of it before. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure. It, it sounds like it's a computer magazine. I mean, I feel like <laughs> it might've been a music magazine. Oh, okay, maybe. She was in Marie Claire. <laughs> Um, she was in Women's Health. She was in Cosmo. And she was in Whole Living. That's with a W. <laughs> W-H-O-L-E. Whole. Okay. <laughs> um, she also modeled for Rejuvena Minerals in 2013. Uh, she's also done a couple of television guest stars and interviews featured in shows like Netflix's Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She was a guest star um, on CBS Guiding Light. She was recurring Mackenzie Matthews was her character's name. And she was also on CW's America's Next Top Model cycles 2, 8, 10, and 12. I'm assuming, did she just come back and- She 
for cycle cycle eight was the PR the publicity challenge where you had to talk about yourself and whatnot, and then it got really heated. Oh, so I love that she's in cycle two and like we're talking about cycle <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool. Well, April was still taking tests as of 2019. And in February 2021, she and Mercedes were interviewed by Oliver Twixt. And there she revealed that she found Yuana to be, quote, two-faced, which, yeah, we saw. I mean, I agree. <laughs> and that some of Yoana's comments hurt April's feelings. She also said that she was close to one of the show directors. And one time they went up to her and admitted that we can't find a storyline for you. Help us out. And that's when she decided to become the business girl, which, you know, has become like a theme that they hit over and over and over again with her. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, that's a wrap on that. We're, we're getting down to the nitty gritty on the cycle. It's exciting. Next week is the finale. So uh, one more episode in the cycle. Jenna, if our if our toppers who are not as topper as you are would like to uh, reach out to you and find out how they can be more like you, where can they find you on the internet? I had to look it up because I couldn't even remember my handle. <laughs> it is Jenna, my name, J-E-N-N. N A and then an underscore and my super Croatian last name, which is P E R U S I C H. Or you can just Croatian. I don't know. Uh, Jenna Perusage. <laughs> I learned from Shandy and Mercedes how to speak <laughs> other languages. Parmigiana. <laughs> is that all the means you have, Jenna? Yeah, I don't do Twitter. Okay. I don't know how to do that. It okay. confuses me. I'm not a bird. Honestly, Loki, drop your IMBD handle. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, Charlie, if anyone wants to come after you for not sending April home, where can they find you? Come at me, bro. <laughs> and I'm at Charles Jensen on Instagram and Charles underscore Jensen on Twitter. I would love to correct you on your wrong opinions about April, since Dr. Anaya is a lost cause. Um, I mean... I don't know if they're wrong, if you're right. Oh, where where can <laughs> folks find you when they need to get a little education? Um, they can follow me on Instagram at underscore according to Joe, where it's fun there. <laughs> and then you can follow me on Twitter at Giovanni Anaya, um, where I like to have fun. And it's just like I'm shooting off my random thoughts of the day. And if you agree with me and sending April home this episode, definitely follow me and we can become besties rude um also don't forget to follow the pod at ywbot pod on both insta and twitter dr anaya is the head of social media campaigns for this podcast and he is stunning in this role so we thank him for his contributions to uh, pop culture culture, (laughs) um on a on a pretty frequent almost not daily but very often and he's also inventing memes so we just love to see that (laughs) Thank you. Um, I also wanted to just take a note before, because Jenna said that she was going to be the nurse of the AMTM Institute. I grant that. She can shoot you up with some vitamin AMTM whenever you are in desperate need of it. Well, thank you both so much for spending this time with me. I have loved it. This has been, you know, this is an iconic episode, and I'm so glad that we had our, our most celebrated fan with us, who is also so knowledgeable and so much fun. So, Jenna, great to meet you. Thanks for being here. Thank you guys for having me. I'm I'm so happy to provide my services whenever you need them. You'll be back. An iconic episode filled with icons. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good night. Night, everyone. Bye.